You want to find your tribe of raving fans. And that's just what we're here to help you do. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with 360 Media, where we help entrepreneurs build better businesses by not only sharing insights and candid conversations, but by nurturing our minds as well. Get ready to explore, plan, and showcase your business, because here we go. Here's your host, Chief Strategist of 360 Media and Educator at TacticalProgram.com, Justin Lamb. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Digging Deep, where I help business owners build a better business. And today, I am being uh, joined here by the uh, owner and uh, Chief Strategist, Erica Timmerman of Picnic Social. She is an amazing individual. She's currently helping us with our um, social media, and she's just beginning that, uh, that journey with us. So welcome here today, and thank you for, for joining us on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Justin. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's going to be exciting because uh, this week is going to be Social Media Week, I believe, uh, and you know, uh, or Social Media Month could be either or. Um, you know, I get a notice, and and we were like, oh, well, what, what are we going to do? We're going to talk about social media. So, who am I going to have as a guest? And I go, oh, why not the person who's going to be helping me doing this? So, uh, Erica, tell me. Uh, or tell the audience a little bit about, you know, where you've come from, you know, how did you get to where you are today? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're picnic social strategies, right? And um, our big uh, mandate is really just to bring people and businesses closer together through social media and through the engagement um, and the action that actions that happen there. We want to delight people and um, and make them feel like they're actually having a conversation with uh, with businesses as opposed to feeling like they're being advertised to all of the time. Um, for us, I mean, the reason why you, I guess you invited me on today was really just to talk about social media itself and um, why it's just become so big. So I guess the biggest thing um, right now is that June 30th is Social Media Day. And it was uh, launched by Mashable back in 2010 as a day to kind of recognize how drastically social media has changed the landscape of communication and the way we do business in society anymore. Um, so uh, it's it's fun to be able to just be able to talk about that with you today. Yeah, amazing. And so um, social media has evolved dramatically over the last, you know, I would say five, five or so years, I think it's the biggest sort of pivot and change. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, and it used to be, and, and marketers ruin everything, right? Um, <laughs> uh, it used to be a place where we could actually have conversations and people would get into it. I mean, it was the forum boards, uh, you know, and, and people would start there and be interacting on, on forum boards. And then that moved off to a platform like Facebook, um, where people are starting to talk and have real conversations. And then marketers realize that that's where the attention is. And then we ruined everything by trying to push ads through, didn't we? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, marketers do have a kind of a way of kind of ruining the authenticity of it. Um, but it, it also, um, it teaches us, uh, teaches us a lot about, um, about human behavior and, um, and what uh, is driving us nowadays. Um, I find that like the reason why social media is, is so popular for marketers and, and for human individuals alike is just the fact that it is a free tool 
Um, and, uh, and it's a way for us to then be able to talk to each other in different mediums, especially. Um, like, as you mentioned, uh, we are before, before the start of this was that um, things like Clubhouse come out and it's because we're recognizing the power of using our voices. Well, why is that? Maybe it's because um, things like COVID that, um, that came up in the past year is starting to drive that, that human need for more in-person uh, communication. And since we can't actually meet in person, things like audio and video become more and more and more important. Uh, those are the TikTok and, and, um, and Clubhouse are the two driving forces that are really starting to leverage that understanding of human behavior. Um, and then of course, what happens? Marketers want to get to be uh, have a big piece of the pie, <laughs> and and there's and there's there's definitely a need for you know marketers to be in that space. You know, I, I think it has produced as many benefits as it has been you know sort of the bane of many people's existence. But I mean, it's introduced people to independent music that would never have gotten the light of day, um, you know, had it not been for the the big big six labels um you know it would be that mom and pop shop that couldn't reach you know the 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 plethora of people uh in their local neighborhood let alone the entire city um you know having influencers go and visit and and be able to spread the word about their food or or whatnot and i think you know that's the beauty part of of social and i think the the demonized part of social uh is that people are placing ads that are you know kind of spammy scummy and you know, you're, it's harder and harder to sift through what's real and what's what's authentic to to the people. Um, in your opinion, um, you know, how has the evolution of uh, the platforms, um, you know, impacted a marketer, you know, or in, in your industry at least, um, you know, impacted the way that you market to people? Well, I mean, it, it's funny that you say that. Just like with the advertising side of things, because um, nowadays I find it actually. Um, a really exciting time because um, I find that marketers are often trying to align with just everyday people who are really passionate about what they do. Um, every day I'm working with influencers, whether they're large or micro, um, but it's because they're very passionate about, about something specific and they want to be able to highlight that on all of the different styles of social media that there is. Um, for instance, as you mentioned, like people like to talk about what, what they're eating in, in the day. And well, now they have an opportunity to be able to share that with hundreds of thousands of other people out there. A marketer can really help them leverage that. Um, we also are able to really help small businesses that um, are wanting to be able to be part of the community be engaging, be able to talk to their customers and show that they are a real, a real business, that they are, there are people involved in it. Um, marketers are able to actually help those small businesses find really who those people are online and, uh, and start to find the topics that align both their customers and the business brands together so that they can start to really be able to chat about something special and, and something wonderful. Yeah. And, and it's really neat. And I think um, a lot of consumers or at least business owners, let, let's, let's 
the scale that just to business owners, um, they have uh, a misconception that you know you have to be everywhere. And you know, in my opinion, as a as a person who's educating and, and coaching people through that, um, I really believe in sticking to something long term and finding something that you're inherently good at, uh, something that doesn't feel like a chore. Because the name of the game, in in my opinion, is uh, consistency, consistency and long term uh, forecast and and you know, I think that yields a greater result over time. And, and do you see that in the work that you're doing? Definitely. Um, to me, uh, because I work with so many small businesses, um, they only have a limited budget, right? And so if you had a max budget, then of course you can go out on every social media possible. Um, the thing that we need to do though, is be able to create that authenticity in that social media. And that actually takes time and effort and um, research too. You need to understand your customers in order to actually be creating content that's actually interesting to them. (laughs) Um, Like we said, people don't want to be advertised to. And that's the same thing with social media content. I don't want to be seeing a post telling me I should be buying something because um, there's a discount right now. What I want is for people to be telling me something that's valuable and interesting and intriguing and exciting. Um, What is really important then is to be able to start finding content that aligns your interests along with the consumer. Um, But because budget is limited, uh, what I really recommend is starting on just a couple of social media channels and the ones that you feel most comfortable with too. So, I mean, that's why Instagram is so popular. That's why Facebook is still so very, very popular. Um, it's because you were most, uh, you're most confident in those areas because you probably use it too. You're, you are probably the consumer yourself. Um, so maybe just start thinking that way. Um, And then you can start to move into some other channels, like maybe LinkedIn, maybe TikTok, if it makes sense for your business. Yeah. And, and, you know, what you're, what you're alluding to is that I think a lot of business owners feel like um, one platform fits all uh, and it doesn't. And part of that discussion in terms of finding the right messaging and topics to resonate with the, the clientele that you're after is actually understanding what your actual target message is, your target market, um, and, and doing a little bit of self-reflection as a business. And that's something that I see in the coaching space that uh, doesn't actually necessarily happen. I think we're also busy being peddlers of our own product um, that we don't necessarily understand who we're peddling it to. We just think that anybody who's willing to buy it is our secret uh, you know, uh, uh, cohort of clientele. But it isn't true. There, in within every market and with every product or service, there is a a refined niche, and you know it should take. It shouldn't be super obvious. I mean, there's the obvious reason toilet paper fits everybody, but even then, you have two ply, three ply. Uh, um, but what you need to understand as an as a person who's owning a business is, you know, who is it that you really want? Because you know you can't blanket everybody because you know, yelling from the top of the mountains yields nobody uh, in, in your in your repertoire. Nobody's going to come and listen to to you call. But instead, it's easier to have a really refined message to a specific type of individual, um, and and they're going to connect and, and resonate with that. But oftentimes, I don't think a lot of people really understand that you know their product might you know serve uh, 
a specific audience uh, and they might say all females, but even within females uh, or males, there's going to be more characteristics. And that understanding requires time and, you know, time to self to reflect upon that. Now, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a level of onboarding that must go on for a person who's doing the social media all by themselves because, you know, they're their own secret sauce. Everything is up in their head. That translation of what's in their head to you, you know, how, how can a business owner, um, you know, lay out things a little bit better so that somebody like you uh, and Picnic Social, your team, can take over without, without missing too much of a beat? Because that, that happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I definitely, you've hit it. <laughs> um, so when we bring on clients, um, generally we actually have a full entire week that's considered our on- onboarding week because it does take time. Um, the usernames, the passwords that you've created, the assets that you've created, um, you have a plethora of uh, content that needs to start to be looked at, to be researched, to be um, to be edited, and to be uh, elevated, so that we can be able to start fulfilling some of the goals that you've been wanting fulfilled. Um, what I usually recommend with um, small businesses when we when we first start is um, more than anything that I really want to be able to understand what goals you're having just for your business. Let me know what business goals you actually have. And sometimes I, I get people where they'll be um, they'll be saying, Erica, I've got 100 followers and I've got and I want more followers. I want lots more followers. Well, that's great. So um, for me, then what I'm understanding from you is that you want more reach. And that's how a marketer starts to see these things a little bit differently. Um, In order for you to start getting more followers, we need to start to expand that reach. And so we start to create those KPIs right at the very beginning of uh, bringing on new clients so that you and I can both be in alignment of exactly what we're trying to attain here. Um, So if that's the case that we're wanting to expand our reach, then numbers like um, how many impressions you got, um, how many followers you got in a certain week, um, uh, what that reach number is looking like for your posts, um, how many shares did you get, uh, what web traffic are you starting to get just based from social media alone? These are all numbers that we're starting to take into account as marketers in order to help elevate your business and start to get to those business goals that we are wanting to get after. Usually, it, for me, I find that if you're going to do it right, um, those uh, first three months are going to be critical in starting to implement all of these KPIs and making those little tweaks so that you can start to see that um, expansion grow, or in this case, get the many, many more followers that you're after. Yeah, absolutely. And KPIs are important. I think that's, uh, that is often where a lot of business owners and marketers come head to head, and it looks like a train wreck. And, and the reason why is because uh, one expects much more than they than, than the reality is, uh, and one is trying to uh, bridge that gap in, in some way, shape, or form, so that you know they can maybe educate them 
and not still lose the client because you know trying to bring them out from the clouds into a, a reality uh, like space, right? Uh, and when we talk about KPIs, I think, uh, in your opinion, what, what type of KPIs, um, you know, do you feel like uh, should be important for somebody to consider? And, and then, you know, we'll bat a couple of those back and forth, because from a coaching standpoint, uh, I have things that I think businesses uh, should be asking, and, and we can maybe play a little bit on that. Yeah, yeah. So um, when, a, when I first start chatting with businesses, um, the, the first thought is, and, and this, I'm just, I'm just focusing mainly on social media right now, but in terms of marketing, especially, it can start to go into other areas like SEO, right? Um, but uh, in terms of social media, um, you might first be saying things like, I want more followers. I want more people, right? I want more people to be seeing my social media because then what's the point? That's a very good point. So we're then focusing on your reach. Those are massive KPIs right there. And as I mentioned before, it's it's going to be little things like starting to see the number of impressions. Are they starting to go up? Um, are we starting to get people that are saving your content, that are um, resharing your content? Um, and those are all factors to come into play into into where we need to go in order to create the content that is going to get more and more people interested. The next thing though, of course, is more interest. Um, once you start to see those numbers start to go up with that you're expanding your brand awareness, um, of course, you're going to want to start to see something out of that. So you're gonna be wanting to engage with your customers and an engagement strategy becomes more and more and more important. Um, with that, you're going to might be doing little things like creating polls um, and getting feedback from your from your followers. Um, this is going to be helping you again in order to create the content that they actually want to see. The awesome thing about things like um, Instagram stories and, and reels is that they give um, Instagram actually gives you uh tools to use so that you can actually do um like customer feedback right you don't necessarily have to write those like old-fashioned customer feedback forms like that you send out by email or anything like that you can get that very quickly just by asking a few questions into your stories and seeing what your followers say there you go you've already started to receive information about exactly what they want to hear from you you might as well use that um, that is the next level of uh, starting to increase that interest and engagement. Um, that is also going to be helping you, of course, with your follower count. The next thing after that um, is your conversions. And that's where you're actually wanting to see that, okay, now that I have this social media that everybody talks about, now I have that. How is that actually going to be helping with um, the end game um, of how many for instance, um, how many people are coming to my website uh, because of it? Um, how many people are signing up for my newsletters? Um, how many people are attending my events? Or how many people are actually buying the product on my website? Um, that is the, that's the very last level of how social media can really start to help you and grow your account. Um, from there, the, the KPIs that really matter are the ones, again, that are um, the saves. How many people are saving your content? It means that they find it valuable and they need to keep it for later. 
how many people are resharing to their to their friends and family um, how many people are going are actually clicking on those links um, and going to your website um, these are all little numbers that marketers keep in order to be able to show you that well based on the time that you have been with us this is where you're seeing the change in your um, in your business and you can thank social media for that mm -hmm. Yeah, and 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 you know we'll, we'll we'll go through and we'll dissect this a little bit. And from a coaching standpoint, I think it is really important that um, you know people do uh, understand a set of KPIs and long term goals. And you know that's one thing that I think a lot of businesses don't really have either. Um, you know they they might say I want a million dollars, but they don't necessarily know why. And that why is super important because that why actually translates to your social media, right? Mm -hmm. um, and when we talk about uh, you know wanting more engagement. Well, why do you want that engagement? What does it serve for you? Because what it serves for you can vary. And that depends then on the content, because if you don't understand why you want these people, maybe you want to mass an audience so that you can broadcast something later, or maybe you want it for just more engagement or you want it for conversion. The, the way that the voice and the messaging gets played out uh, is, is vastly different from one another. And so it isn't your job. Now, everybody who's listening to this, remember, it isn't your marketer's job to know exactly what it is you want. They can ask the questions and can kind of get an understanding of what it is because they can't curate what you want uh, for you. You have to know what you want, right? If you don't know what it is that you want your end goal to be, they can't just tell you what it should be because what it should be, it could not be what you're really wanting. And so you need to be ultra clear in that, in that space for them. It's like, you know, uh, let's just say tactical, for instance, you know, for me, it's the first stage of, of our, our social media campaign, uh, as I told to Erica, is I want reach and I want reach to North Americans, specifically uh, small business owners. Why? Because I want to mass an audience and that a mass of audience is actually for something later on down the road, not to monetize for my own personal gain, but more for my contribution and legacy uh, to, to the world. And, and as we discussed, and I'll disclose it here, um, you know, it's for me to be able to create an audience that can uh, end up buying products and or services that proceeds go back into a scholarship fund uh, for budding entrepreneurs uh, at, who may not be in the tech space, but could use a little bit of help, a little bit of, uh, of education and knowledge uh, and support uh, when they start their venture. And that's my legacy piece. I want something that uh, is going to turn that. And so, you know, when I let somebody like Erica know, she is now going to be, okay, well, I know how to talk to the type of people. I'm not after the people who are just after the tips and tricks, but I'm after people who give a shit, um, you know, who wants to build a community or who wants to be part of a community um, and, and that they want to have an actual cause. And so when they write and when they choose the quotes out of, you know, this podcast or other podcasts, that's what you're looking for, right? You're looking for those little nuggets that resonate with the messaging, right? And and you can you can for free for fully uh, feel free to to bump in and and uh, pipe up about it um, because it's really important. I think a lot of people don't understand uh, you know what it takes you know to bridge that gap for somebody like you. Well, I think um, I mean I, I think it 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 it's great that you were able to kind of uh, clearly lay out what your goals are for your for your business and for. 360 media for tactical, for the tactical titans. Um, uh, because you you started off with just 
the first thing is the podcast, right? And then, and then the second thing is to get into the tactical program. The third thing is to start to get into merchandise. The, the fourth is to get into, um, into being able to provide a scholarship fund for, for budding entrepreneurs, just like yourself. And, um, and, and all of it comes together uh, because, because that's where you started as well, just as, as being an entrepreneur and deciding what you wanted to do with your life. Um, uh, but what I think the key was with that was that you recognize that there were certain steps that you need to follow um, and that it can't all be done at one time. Um, just like any conversation, we don't, um, it's not like you and I right away, we start talking and then I say, well, anyway, I really want you to join Picnic Social because that's what you should do, right? <laughs> that's not, that, that's the end of the line of the conversation. Um, at first, we just need to get to know each other. We need to create a relationship. That's with everything in life. Um, if you want to, for, if you want to get married and have a baby, there's, there's certain. So we stuff. don't just randomly go up to a person on a bus <laughs> and say, Hey, do you want to get hitched and have a baby? You know, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure there, there, that happens. Like I'm sure that happens, but those are for you normally, <laughs> normally that's not really what happens. Right. First, you need to have that first date, that second date, that third date, and then um, be together for a year. That happens in um, business as well. Um, it's about creating that relationship. Uh, no, I mean, you don't necessarily have to wait a year before before you get to that conversion state. But it's not going to happen in the, in the first two seconds that you talk to somebody. So think about that with social media. Think about the fact that you might be posting something for the first time for somebody to see it. And if you're already telling them to buy something, is that really creating a great relationship? Probably not. Mm -hmm. um, you need to reel them in and uh, not even just reel them in, but give them a reason why they should even be following you. Yeah. So maybe use your social media as that first step in the conversation. Hi, you know, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm tactical. I'm 360. How are you doing? Um, and not only that, but the other part of it is that do less talking, listen more, um, take that time just to get to know your audience. Um, for me at Picnic Social, um, I, I really believe in that first month of just sitting back and listening to what the audience wants. Um, I, I know it, it feels like, oh God, I just want to get things done, but as most entrepreneurs want, um, but it's really, really, really crucial, um, because you're now starting to listen and, um, looking at your insights, those insights for all of your social media are so critical to understanding your audience. Um, checking your insights on your website. That's another part that is so critical start to look at those demographics. Is it more women? Is it more men? What age is it that's actually paying attention to you? Then you should probably start talking to them and sharing content um, that resonates with that age group. Um, and again, as I said, putting out little polls, um, asking little questions on social media. This is wonderful first time conversations to be asking. 
Um, just kind of same little things like, hey, have you have you um, checked out this area of Vancouver? What do you think? What, what's most interesting to you? What did you do this weekend? Asking little questions like that. If you listen and pay attention, you will start to realize that it's actually telling you a lot because it's telling you what you should be sharing. Yeah. And, and social media is really neat. It's, in my opinion, it's replaced a lot of what we used to call focus groups, right? Um, in a sense, you know, you're going to have, you know, people joining this conversation and, you know, uh, when, when you're, when you're out, whether to peddle a new product or a new idea or just your brand in general, you can start to see what it attracts, um, you know, the type of people, the demographics, uh, the age groups, uh, you know, the, the time, even the time uh, and locations of where people are tuning in from. Uh, and that data is really important. And, and I liked uh, how you talked about uh, people dating and, and it takes time uh, and, it, and it really does. And, and you know, previous to in, in days of print uh, advertisement and direct mail advertisement, you know, the numbers were, you know, need six to seven touch points before a person goes to make a purchase. Well, today's environment, it's way more than that. It's up into the 14, 15 and 16 touch points uh, before a person goes to make a decision, before they actually start to recognize and be aware of your brand, know you a little bit more like you and then trust you enough to hand over the, the their wallet to to your you and your business. Um, and so social is powerful that way because, you know, as as much as Erica said, it's free. I mean, they're paid platforms, but, you know, social is is free and social is a demographic uh, or demo, democratic process. Right. Like if you have shitty content, your content is just not going to go anywhere. So it doesn't matter how hard you try. It doesn't matter how much money you pump into the system. If it's shitty, it's shitty. Uh, and, and the and the market will tell you it's shitty really quick. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and well, and and so will Facebook. They'll be they'll be telling you too. They'll they'll be watching over you and saying like, you know what? People aren't interested in this, and we're going to cut you off. Um, but it happens all the time. Unfortunately, it it's the dreaded algorithms, right? Yes, um, and the algorithms are. Let's talk about the algorithms. The mm -hmm. algorithms aren't there to be against you, but they're they're mathematically inclined to like show a sub portion of your followers to see if there's interest to begin with. So, you know, the people who are after a ton of followers, well, if those followers don't care, they're not interacting with the content, they ain't going anywhere anyways. So don't be so fixated at the numbers. Uh, uh, have you seen smaller accounts turn over just as much volume, you know, for business than a person with lots of followers? Oh, yeah. Okay. So with that, that's where we get into kind of the micro influencers, right? Um, so uh, very often, um, what we've found is that micro influencers can pack a punch, they, um, they have the higher engagement rates that you're that you're after. Now, I mean, fair enough, uh, the, the larger influencers are going to have that reach that is massive. Um, but, uh, there's also going to be very little, you know, done in, in those responses too. Um, for people, for instance, um, say maybe you have a new, uh, a new beverage that you're wanting to share and, uh, you give that beverage to a bunch of people that, um, are having the same, um, interests as you, the same values, maybe the same type of mission, that falls in line um, and they start to 
have those cans um, while they go out hiking or, you know, for instance, they go down to the beach and they show that they're having that can in front of them. Um, with those micro-influencers, it, it's not always so much about um, the person themselves. It's also, it's also what are they doing, right? Um, sometimes when you get these like much larger, larger, larger influencers, the people are, are interested in the person and um, they're more interested in the person than maybe as much as what they're holding or what they're doing. Um, so with those micro-influencers, you're closer to them and what they do might matter more because you've got that closer relationship already. Um, let's say, uh, for instance, I have a friend, right? Um, who uh, is always out, always doing things, always around town. And so I'm following her and I'm paying attention to what she's doing because um, she and I have a closer relationship than um, let's say someone like, uh, like me and Selena Gomez. Um, so when, when that micro influencer is out on town, um, maybe at a new store or something like that, I'm gonna pay more attention to that store because I'm gonna realize it's closer to me and I can actually go to that store. Um, as opposed to Selena Gomez, maybe being at some beautiful resort in um, the Philippines, that's less likely for me to happen. So micro-influencers do have this ability to really influence your decisions. And it can be very subconscious. You don't even really recognize it as much. But again, that's the human behavior content that we were talking about right at the beginning. What's what makes social media so very, very interesting. Yeah, and the micro-influencer economy is really quite interesting. I think um, being able to aspire to some of those people, because we, we're, we're talking about resonance uh, and, and your tribe. And so when you have this micro-influencer, you know, a part of you either aspires like you have FOMO or whatever, you wish you could live that life. That's the aspirational part of what we do. Uh, and so a part of us gets placed onto that individual. And so uh, as smart as like, you know, when you watch movies and their product placements, it's the same. We're, we're looking at the, the nails there. We're looking at like the shoes that they're wearing. Well, what's that top that they're wearing? Um, and, and that marketing doesn't necessarily have to be in your face. Like, oh, I'm wearing this top. Uh, mind you, in recent times, I think a lot of people are putting a lot more transparency, um, you know, uh, content in place where, you know, this paid product uh, mm -hmm. placement or whatever. Uh, but the content and, and I mean, like the creative part of that is getting really good to some of these influencers where you don't even notice it unless you take a look into sponsored bar or paid advertisement too because it just seems like they're just doing their daily life but you're watching and you're looking at that brand or that sneaker yeah. that they're wearing you go oh that's new i haven't seen that before and you just got hooked and you just like all of a sudden you just buy into it right uh, and that's yeah. the power of the micro influence and, and macro yeah. influence and that's actually an interesting thing that you say there too because um i mean for me uh i i see it very quickly right it it, it because it's part of part of what I do every single day. So um, uh, I, I'm still obviously influenced by people, but I can also recognize when there's, when there's some paid sponsorship going on. Not so with um, my partners. I, I, when he started on Instagram, which was last year, <laughs> he decided he was gonna uh, start an Instagram account. 
Um, he, when he got onto it, what did he do? He started liking all the sponsored content because it resonated with him. He was like, oh, that's neat. Oh, I'm going to like that. But um, once you start to get used to uh, the, the social platforms devices, you're less likely to like those, um, those sponsored ads, right? Because you already know it's sponsored. It takes away some of that luster. Um, so it's like Google, it's like Google when like yeah. now people don't pay attention to the top two anymore yeah. because they, that's what it's always been like, oh, those are the sponsored posts. And now yeah. they're starting to scroll past the maps of everything and they're starting to read blogs. It's so crazy. Um, yeah. you know, unless, it was like, unless you just started on Google, maybe a while, not that long ago. Right. Then yeah. of course you're going to look at the very first two. You're going to be like, oh, look at that. Oh, well, that's interesting. Isn't that interesting? So as you said, it can take 14 to 15 times before anybody actually does anything, right? Because they're used to this stuff now. Um, so that's another thing you just have to keep in mind that social media, it's not going to happen quick. It will happen. It just takes a little bit longer. And again, more than anything, social media is a conversation. It is a relationship building tactic. Um, I even like to say that Start creating your Instagram um, for your business. Start creating your Instagram um, almost as a, an extension of your website um, because uh, people are going to start to look at your profile a little bit at the same as what they would do with your website. They might not even go on your website. If they have everything there on, on your social media, why would they go to your website? So consider those highlights as like perfect little um, menu items um, to start sharing some of the services that you have. Um, to make the profile look um, uh, intriguing and interesting to be able to see. Um, there's lots of little interesting things that you can do so that at some point, maybe even your social media becomes your website. Absolutely. And so, you know, for those people who are listening and those people who are following along, um, you know that I have like a, a pretty hard, like 30 minute kind of limit and we're, we're right up onto it. Uh, but if you found this stuff interesting, if you like this stuff, you want Erica back on here, we can talk and jam about this stuff another time. You know, uh, what I want you to do is I really want you to take some time on our social media page, either on uh, Picnic Socials, uh, uh, social media pages on Instagram uh, or on, on the Tactical or on our 360 page, uh, any of those and tell us that you like this. Because if you like this, you know, me and me and Erica, we could probably talk hours and hours about this stuff. I mean, we just got through the very first one uh, of, of the, the, the three stages and, and, you know, I'd probably go another hour on this stuff. So, um, but, uh, but, I'm going to be cognizant of your time and I know you guys are listening. Um, so I'm going to go right to the end here. And, and Erica, I always ask all of my guests, uh, you know, what is a book uh, or a resource that has deeply impacted your life or career? Um, so because I'm one of those snappy people who need to get content as quick as possible for me, at least for social media. Um, Personally, I find that um, podcasts and newsletters are the things that I'm always, always reading, always listening to. I'm always getting my staff to do it as well. Um, so for me, uh, very much right now, um, in terms of newsletters, I'm constantly following um, HubSpot, 
Um, later, I like to know what they're going on, what's going on with them. I like to, um, I like to get, uh, information from, um, uh, SEMrush as well. So, I mean, social media is just a bit of a different world where things are changing literally every single day and I need to know what's going on. So for me, those daily newsletters are probably the most helpful and valuable information that I can get in order to make my clients better off as well. In terms of podcasts, well, for me, I just love to be able to listen to things like the Globe and Mail, as well as Vox, just to know exactly what's going on in the world, because they have just such a wonderful way of explaining it to me. Um, so right now, that's for me, those are the two things that I can't stop doing, just so that I'm able to impart some wisdom off to other people and to my team. So right now I can't actually think about a book because all I do is read newsletters and pod and listen to podcasts. And that's the thing about content. Content is everywhere you look and everybody's putting out stuff. And, you know, that's, that's the power that you have. If you're listening to this, you know, the content that you have, you know, stop storing it in your brain and start putting it out there because there's tons of people who are doing that and they're reaping the success of it and you hoarding it. Uh, you know, no longer serves you. It's not that secret thing anymore because, you know, somebody's learned it somewhere just like you learned it. And if you're willing to teach it to somebody and you become that industry standard, you're going to stand out way more than hiding it and trying to be your local hero and wondering why the phone doesn't ring. Um, and, and somebody else who's, you know, telling everybody about what you're doing, um, they're going to be reaping the success of it because they're going to have the notoriety. They're helping people. They're, they're in that help economy. And unfortunately, that economy has shifted so much in the last little while, right? Um, Erica, is somebody... Say just one yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, the podcast, I think that, I mean, I'm very much about helping my uh, fellow female entrepreneurs out there. So I would definitely say woman in business is, is probably um, my most favorite podcast. You're going to learn a million little tidbits and information from that and uh, really start to hone yourself as an entrepreneur. So that's, that's definitely what I would say. You can also message me on LinkedIn and Instagram to get some more podcast uh, recommendations too. <laughs> well, that was what I was just going to ask you. I was like, if somebody's going to connect with you, um, how are they going to connect with you and your team? Yeah, yeah. So for me, um, a big thing is LinkedIn. Everyone can direct message me on LinkedIn. It's Erica, Erica Timmerman. Um, you might see MA right behind it. Um, but also just with our Instagram picnic social strategies, uh, if you want to talk more about, about things with uh, small businesses, welcome to message us there. Um, but if you want to message me directly, then it's on my LinkedIn. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Uh, I know we, we're going to go hours. I'm, I'm sure you're going to come back on the show because I'm, I'm just dying. I, I think we just talk gobs. I'm going to have to remove this limit one day, you know, just really just going to have to remove this time limit because uh, I'm just going to talk all of your ears off. Um, but thank you so much for, for joining me on the show today. For those people who didn't get uh, her, her contact, it'll be in the description. So make sure you check out that description and connect with her. She's amazing. Her team is lovely and uh, they're, they're watch for great things coming out of our uh, Instagram feed and uh, all thanks to you guys. So thanks so much for joining me today. Well, thank you so much. Jesse. It was really wonderful to be able to be on. And um, you know what, there's probably going to be some more social media awareness days that I need you to know about. So then you can 
ask me to come back on again and we can talk about some other special social media days. Love it. <laughs> Love it. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you so much again. Thanks. Goodbye. We want to thank you for listening to the Digging Deep Podcast with 360 Media. Your time is valuable, and we're deeply humbled that you are spending this time with us. We'd love to connect with you. Find us on Instagram at 360photo and at Tactical Titans. You can also email us. We want to make this channel great, something you enjoy and find tons of value in. Send us your insights to info at 360photo.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It helps us reach more listeners. As always, tune in next week as we dig deeper into business and marketing.